Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 30th, 2020. What's going on? How are you? Uh, how you doing? I'm fucking snapping right and left. Not at anybody, necessarily. I am just, things are bothering me. Things are bothering me. Like, I just went out, you know, because I'm going on the road here. So I went out, I got my old truck. So I started it up to make sure when I come back, it doesn't have a dead battery, right? So, you know, I go and I take the tarp off the thing. You know, and I make sure I lay it out the way I need to lay it out. So it's not a big confusion thing when I try to go put it back on again. And I, I fucking go to put the thing back on again. I'm looking for the hole with, for the antenna. And I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What did this thing do? A fucking backflip on me? How the fuck did I fuck this up? Flipping out, standing up in the back of the truck, hitting my head on a fucking tree branch, looking for the fucking thing. And uh, turns out I had it the right way. I just, I just didn't see where the hole was. Just snapping, snapping Tourette's. The whole fucking thing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Every time I think I got this anger thing beat, like, uh, I think I just think I have it beat, and then I just sort of chill, and then just stuff starts building up. I need, like, an outlet to get it out of me better than, like, oh, I'll go play drums, or I'll go work out. I need to be doing something else which is actually addressing the problem rather than like, well, maybe I'll just do some fun stuff and then I won't be like fucking, you know, flipping out all the time. But um, anyway, whatever. I'll go on the road and I'll fucking, I'll try meditating again, even though my fucking ears ring louder than they ever did because of this fucking tentinous. How the fuck are you supposed to say it? Tinnitus. Tinnitus. How the fuck you say it? Um, but, uh, so anyway, how'd you guys enjoy your football Sunday? Did your team win like mine? Can anybody figure out the fucking NFC West? I certainly can't. You would have thought that the fucking Rams, I mean, the, uh, yeah, the Rams would beat the, uh, you know, the overly injured, I would say, 49ers, and then they turn around and they fucking blow it. You know, I had a good feeling about the Jets today. Did they hang on and win? I know they were doing all right in the first quarter, I'm sure. Buff, uh, not Buffalo, Miami came back and beat them. They got a great defense. What I did was basically I watched my New England Patriots beat a great um, 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 Arizona Cardinal team. Uh, Kyler Murray was a little bit hurt. And uh, Jesus Christ, I've never seen two teams commit more goddamn penalties in my life. They kept throwing the flag on the Patriots. And I'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ, what did they bet the Cardinals? And every time they showed the clip, I'd be like, all right, that was a hold. All right, that was, you know, that was interference. The only, there was only two calls that I didn't like was the, uh, the blindside block when we returned that punt. Or was it a kickoff? I can't remember. For a touchdown. And that really cost us because we only got uh, a field goal after that. Um, I didn't understand the logic of it. The guy, he didn't hit him from behind. He didn't even hit him from the side. He hit him from the front. And uh, I think it's becoming like hockey. Was it because he left his feet? I mean, it's not like the guy didn't see him or whatever. I don't know. And they both fell down. So I don't know. Uh, there was that one and then that bullshit one when the guy on the Arizona hit Cam Newton. Um, he was in bounds. 
There was nothing wrong with that hit other than that they just protect the quarterbacks. And that was a personal foul, gave us 15 yards and set us up. It was tie, set us up for the game-winning field goal. Here's my question for all you fucking mathletes out there that are into sports who are into analytics. Like, how many, how, I should actually just say sports guys who are in football, coaches. I would love for you to chime in anonymously, any coach at any level. What you think about analytics, because my whole time growing up, it was take the points, take the points. I'm watching the Cardinals in the first half. All right. They're, they're like, what the fuck was the score at the half? Were they down by three? I think they were down by three or something like that. I don't know what the fuck. That, I, I, you know what? I actually tweeted about it. It was such a fucking bizarre, bizarre play that they, they uh, uh, what I would say, decision. That they did. They let me look it up here. Let me go to my account. Oh, Billy Freckles' account. What did I say? All right, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals just went for it on fourth and goal, while up by three points right before the half ended. Yeah, it was like first and goal, second, third, third and goal. They didn't get it. Kick the field goal. Go in up by six. God willing, right? So they go for it on fourth down. They don't get it, and this is what drives me nuts. Nobody in the booth is questioning analytics going like, am I out of my fucking mind or is there 30 minutes of football left and you just for going for seven, you just left a gimme fucking field goal. You know, nothing's a gimme, but whatever. It's about as close as it's going to be. It's right on the fucking goal line. Just kick the fucking field goal. And then the end of the game, Cardinals lose by three points. Now, obviously, if they kick the field goal, they've called different plays. Who knows what the fuck happens? But I've seen, like, I don't know. When I was a kid, if you did some shit like that, you got fired. They were all over you. I mean, Christ, the guy's going for it. Four to go in the second quarter. Somebody get the guy a watch. Now it's like, uh, I don't know. Everybody grew up on video games. Is that what it is? So you just go for it all the fucking time. (laughs) Oh, by the way, by the way, there was a lady who went out and kicked the fucking ball. Do you know how bad I was wishing that person took the ball back and she had to fucking tackle him? Now, what does he have to do? What does the woke um, kickoff punt returner do in that situation? It's like, I want to run this person over. They are on the other team, but it's a woman. And I've been treated, you that taught that you don't hit women. And, uh, you know, but I also want to win the fucking game. And I want to treat her equally because if there was a fucking little fella in that suit, I'd run right the fuck over him. Let's look this up here. Lady kicks. You know they're going to say woman. Kicks. Baby. Jesus Christ. Kicks. I, I used the wrong word there. Lady kicks off in football game. All right. In, in football. Here we go. Sarah Fuller became the first woman in a Power 5 game on Saturday when she delivered the opening kickoff. Let's see. Let's see the video. Is this it? Uh, Vanderbilt kicker. First woman to play in Power 5. The kicker said she was calm. She went out. I was really excited to step on the field and do my thing. That's cool. So my question is, is if you fucking, if that dude starts running it back, you know, not saying she couldn't fucking tackle me, but, you know, I'm just a goddamn comedian here, right? Uh, well, she kind of squib kicked it. 
That's good. <laughs> that would be hilarious. They're trying to do this pro woman thing, and then she ends up getting run over and gets knocked out. You know? I mean, did he have to stiff arm her that hard? Then they'd go into that poor kid's Twitter history and try to find something where he trashes women anywhere. He's been aggressive online since 2008 and a half. Then all of a sudden, he's in fucking trouble. Um, anyways, how about your Buffalo Bills? They just keep rolling along. They just keep rolling along, these guys. You know, the Chargers, I don't know. They don't know how they're young. They're very talented. They don't know how to win yet. And the Bills handled them pretty goddamn easily. I heard they played a little sloppy today. 27-17. Looks like they're going to run away with the division. Oh, Jesus. I had the Jets. I had the Jets today. I'm such a fucking idiot. They went up 3-0. I just had this feeling. I'm like, it's a division rivalry in the back of my head that's going, Dolphins got a great defense. No, fuck it. Fuck it. Sam Darnell, is he's due, man. He's fucking due. He's going to go out there. He's going to make some shit. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Panthers fucking blew it. They were up against the Vikings. Walking all over them, and all of a sudden they came back, and then that was that for that, right? Browns hang on for the Jaguars. I actually want a game I did catch the end of. I caught the end of the the, uh, Chiefs versus the, uh, the Buccaneers. And uh, I love how much fucking weight they keep putting all this. Patrick Mahomes, he wants to be two and two rather than one and three against him. He's against Brady on the fucking Buccaneers, you young cunt. Relax. Relax. And he ends up throwing for a first down to ice the game. And they go, oh, looks like the student became the teacher. It's like, oh, I didn't realize Tom didn't know how to do that anymore. <laughs> it's like he's on, he's on the bench right now. Defense is out there. He's not covering the fucking wide receiver. It's like this whole fucking season has just been about, I mean, I'm overly sensitive as a Pats fan. So you can take all of this with a giant grain of salt. You can shove it up your ass. But I swear to God, it's all been about wanting to say Tom Brady's over, wanting to say Bill Belichick isn't, wasn't the reason. They just keep trying to fucking shit on these guys. But I'm just, I just have to understand that they're just doing that because they fucking, they trounced people for 20 fucking years. That's going to happen. Um, anyway, so who's going on? Who's got tonight? Tomorrow's Seahawks, one of my favorite teams to watch versus the Eagles. And now it's tonight. The Bears and the Packers, a classic matchup. Blah, blah, blah. That game's going to be boring as shit. Fucking Bears. I swear to God, they, are just, they just bore this shit out of me. I don't know what it is. It's fucking Jesus Christ. I'm not excited. uh, Seahawks-Eagles is going to be fun. Eagles will fuck up. Seahawks will make some amazing plays. And then Eagle fans will get mad. So, I mean, there's your entertainment right there. I would think. Um, I will be rooting for the Eagles. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I like Seattle. Somehow, all of a sudden, I become a fucking Seahawks fan. Um, So, anyway, you know what's hilarious? The fucking Washington Redskins are in first place. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. The, The team from Washington... Now, am I in trouble? Because I, I said the name that they were called for fucking my whole life up until a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. I don't know. Um, it'll be great if they actually fucking won. If they win the Super Bowl, the team from Washington wins the Super Bowl. Well, I was going to say then it'd be like, well, because you finally addressed the fact that your name was fucked up, that the football gods forgave you. But it's like, wait, they, they won three Super Bowls beforehand. Look at that fucking cheeseburger. Sorry, I got a uh, 
I got the TV on in the background. It never looks like that. I know people have joked about that a million times, but Jesus Christ, that was a pristine-looking burger. Um, did you guys watch the fight this weekend? Did you watch Roy Jones versus uh, Mike Tyson? Um, I was very happy with that and very satisfied with, uh, you know, dropping the money on that. I thought it was great that I looked like Mike in the end was going easy on Roy Jones. Like he was sort of throwing combinations to his chest where, you know, he could have gone upstairs and he didn't. I don't, I don't want to see a 51 year old guy get his fucking brain knocked around again. Um, I thought, you know, Mike came in in great shape and for an exhibition, which is what it was billed as, I was more than satisfied. I felt really bad for Nate Robinson the way every fucking loser out there is now jumping on him like they would have knocked that kid out or that they even have the balls to get into a ring. Um, good on him for having the balls, you know, go in there. He went down swinging and all that shit. He's a fucking basketball player, you know? Is he supposed to fucking be great at everything? And that could literally happen to anybody. And just the fact that how immediately there were all of these memes. Um, human beings are just, they're just fucking assholes. They really are. There's so many of them are just waiting for someone to try something and not do well. So they could be like, ah, fuck you, you know? Unreal, unreal. Uh, nothing but respect for Nate. And then that ki- I got to give a shout out to the kid who uh, fucking knocked him out. I guess he's that YouTube kid who was out there, you know. I guess he was when, in the, when they, were, they were fucking rioting in stores and shit, you know, with the white kids. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I know. I didn't pay attention to that shit. I believe he was one of the people there. But uh, I got to tell you something, man. For a fucking, you know, YouTube star, he was very impressive. I was very impressed. I mean, granted, he was fighting a fucking basketball player, but I mean, you know, that guy would kick the shit out of me. They both would. So I, I got I got no problem with either one of them, and I, I think uh, people are being too hard on Nate Robinson. He really is. They really are. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's talk about some happier shit than that. Um, so my latest Jones, this is why I don't go out and buy cars. Is because every month I fall in love with another one. You know, it's like, why would you get married if every five seconds you just want to bang something else? You got to wait till you're done with that. Then you can get fucking married, right? Is that how it works? I don't know. But uh, so I was, I still love the 67 Cadillac Eldorado. But right now I am Jones and for a fucking 80 to 86, that generation, full-size Ford Bronco, blue and white. I just fucking, I love that. And uh, I was looking, I was, what the fuck? I found this YouTube video. This guy had one. They said it was mint, you know, ice cold air conditioning doesn't leak, leak or any of that bullshit. Um, ah, fuck, I love that truck. I wanted that thing so goddamn bad. And when they changed the front end in 87 to those fucking aerodynamic headlights, I don't think I ever got over that. They fixed it in the early 90s. But that first generation of... Uh, aerodynamic trucks. Like, I just thought the Fords were ugly as shit. And the first Chevy ones, I was like, what in the fuck is that with the tiny headlights? Tiny headlights. Now they make sense. Now I look at them, I actually think it's, it, it looks cool. A buddy of mine went to high school who's no longer here with us. His dad had one of uh, the step side version of it with the big tires and everything. And it was a fucking badass looking truck. 
It just took me a minute. But those Fords, I never got used to those. But then the uh, the OJ version, I like that one. Um, that next generation of them. So I've been looking at those, um, toying with the idea. Like, what if I get rid of my car? Because I'm not going to be that guy that just has like, you know, three or four cars. I can't be that guy. You know what I mean? I have too many other fucking, like I have like a big thing with the garage. Um, I judge people harshly by their garage. I am a big believer that your garage should only have garage shit in it. You should have, and you should be able to eat off the floor. It should be just as clean as the fucking house. And this fucking bullshit that everything that you don't, that you shouldn't have bought, but you did buy and you can't find somebody to buy it or bring yourself to throw it out ends up in the fucking garage is uh, that's not a life I want to live, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I always feel like if you work for a moving company, all right, and you're assessing the job, I always feel like they do the walkthrough of the house and the two places they take a deep breath as if there's a basement or the garage. They, right before they fucking open the garage door, it's just like a, okay. Here we go. We're going to need an extra fucking truck and three more guys. Um, Please, no hoarders, no hoarders, no hoarders. So um, that's like another reason. I don't have the the fucking room. Uh, I told you guys, half of my garage I turned into like a drum room, which by the fucking way, um, I can now jam to good times, bad times. And uh, I can do the three in a row with that lick. And I can, I one time did, you know, the longer version of that same lift, the 16th note triplet lick, I can get through uh, most of it. Then it it falls apart a little bit, but like, it's such a weird thing where up to a certain tempo, you're sort of playing it more as opposed to sliding. And I kind of was hitting a wall at like 80 or 85 BPMs until I finally just said, fuck it. And I started playing along to the song. And then just, I just, my, my drum teacher said, what, instead of playing to play all three, just try to get one. And then one became two. And then what I did was I just started playing to the song and rather than doing, doing that classic uh, sort of thing, I, I would play the first one, skip the middle one, and then play two in a row around the uh, the backbeat on beat number four. And uh, just doing that for like a week, all of a sudden I could get like three in a row. Sorry, I got like indigestion. That's why I was speaking like this with pauses. Um, sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, all of a sudden I just sort of added that to my arsenal because what, what killed me was when I would watch people do it, you know, there's a zillion people that can do it, uh, play that song. There's only one guy that could come up with that whole fucking drum beat though, but everybody else has sort of broken it down. When I watched these kids playing it, kids, you know, they were just sliding up the foot pedal and I was just like, I just have to get that muscle memory down and it's actually easier then it sounds, it sounds like it just blew my mind. It's just, I did, I just think it was just something I just never had the time for. Cause I do all these other jobs. So now I'm like right there. And of course now I'm going to go on a fucking eight, nine day tour. Boo hoo. I have to tell jokes for a fucking living in the great state of Texas. That also gets a ton of shit. Um, so, um, anyway, speaking of that, the Texas tour, Texas tour, look out, I'm coming for you. Gonna go to Dallas first. Big D. Everything's bigger. The Botox, the fucking fake titties, and the sh- cow shit under my boot. Um, that is all 
going down. What the fuck? Richmond upsets number 10 Kentucky. First win versus an AP top 10 team. What? College hoops has begun. He's a primetime player, baby. Uh, let's go to my website. I never do this shit. Bill Burr. I wonder if you get put on like a watch list. If you go to your own, if you Google yourself. As somebody they could potentially turn into a Manchurian candidate. He, the man Googles himself. This is the exact kind of self-involved person who won't care what we put in the water supply. All right. I am going to be November 30th. I'm at the AT&T Performing Arts Center. Uh, Annette Strauss Square is uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I got two shows on the 30th, two shows on the 1st, and two shows on the 2nd. I love spending a couple, two, three days in a city. Big D. Big D, right here, Big D. This is where they killed John Kennedy, right? You go down, you check it all out. Go over here, get yourself some barbecue. This is right where, uh, uh, who's the guy they said shot Kennedy? What the fuck's his name? I thought F. Lee Bailey. That's a lawyer. Now, right, right where you're sitting, eating that pulled pork sandwich, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly changed his socks before he went up to the book depository which we will be seeing at the end of this tour. So, you know, make sure you eat up your pulled pork sandwiches. Try not to get any of the rub on your shirt. Make sure you don't have sticky fingers because this is a historical sack that we are bringing you to. I'm up for doing that, you know, socially distancing. Um, Dealey Plaza. I'm going to take a tour of Love Field if I can. Heard you can take a tour of that airport. I kind of, I love old airports, small airports and all of that shit. I'm going to have a great time. And then after that, oh, fuck. I thought I, I ended in Austin. Turns out I go there next. I go to Austin, Texas. I go from Big D. I can't believe they took the election away from Donald Trump. I am so sad the other day I had to shoot a pig just to get it, just to make me stop thinking about it. Then I'm going to go down to Austin, Texas, where they're going to be like, oh, my God, fucking Joe Biden, oh my God, we got a warmonger. We did it, you guys. I'm going to listen to those fucking stupid-ass white kids with their tie-dyes and their fucking dreadlocks. All those dirty white kids. Um, I got to listen to that shit. And then I end up in uh, Houston. Houston, Texas, where I got to leave a pair of tickets for Joel Olstein. One of the biggest acts in show business. Mad respect for that guy. Joel Olstein. That he bought anybody can go to not anybody, but you know, you work hard enough, you get lucky, you get a catchphrase, you know? You don't take your dick out at work. Maybe someday eventually you can perform in an arena. Or 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 you can get as big as Joel Olstein. And you can buy the arena that the Houston Rockets used to play in. And you can go up and you can just, you, you never have to go on the road. The crowd comes to you. And Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, this guy is selling like 13,000. You ever see like how Billy Joel, Billy fucking Joel does like a week or a weekend or something like that every month at Madison Square Garden. And he sells it out Every fucking time. I mean, that is incredible. That is incredible, okay? 
Joel Olstein, right? He does all four Sundays every month, 52 fucking Sundays a year, right? Plus Christmas and Easter. It's a couple other days in there. Uh, Loincloth Day, whatever the fuck, some Jesus shit, right? Flag Day. What is, what is it? Another? Passover, that's Jewish. Is there an extra one in there? There's the Ash Wednesday. There's Easter. The Good Friday match, right? I don't remember. Um, crazy level of respect for that guy. It'd be great. He'd come out to the show. He could pray for me. And uh, so I'm doing two nights in Houston. Oh, that's great. Two nights in Houston. No. Yes, two nights in Houston, uh, December 6th and 7th. And then I got two nights in Austin, Texas, and I got three nights in Dallas. Wait, no, I got one, two, three. Oh, four nights. Four nights in Dallas. Look at Dallas hooking me up. Fucking love going to Dallas. I used to go to uh, the improv down there. And Vinnie Paul used to come out. Late, great Vinnie Paul would come down to the shows at the improv. And then I remember the next time I came to Dallas, he had moved to Vegas. And he was supposed to come out to my show uh, next time I played out there. And then he passed away. And then it's sad. But I did get to talk to him and get to know him a little bit. And I talked to him about uh, the drummers that he liked. And I loved that he loved Alex Van Halen and thought that he was underrated. That really made my day. Oh, speaking of that, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang, has a new song out. And um, it's a fucking solid song. I really liked it. And then in the end, he plays like the sweetest voicemail like message from his dad, Eddie, ever, which was the exact kind of dad that I want to be and the exact kind of relationship I want to have with my kids someday when they're all grown up. Um, and people were asking, hey, when he left that message, this goes to show you what kind of a dad Eddie Van Halen was. People were going, was it your birthday? Did you graduate high school? You know, did did you, you know, save somebody from drowning? And he was like, no, that was just a regular voicemail. That's just the kind of dad he was. Um, so I don't know. Evidently playing guitar wasn't the only thing that Eddie Van Halen just seemed to understand. I mean, that's really amazing. So you should check it out. Of course, let me, let me get the name of it now that I've hyped it up here. Hang on, hang on. Let me set this down here. Wolfgang Van Halen. Distance, I believe, is the song. All right? Yeah. Wolfgang Van Halen, Mammoth. Uh, distance. Well, I believe Mammoth was, wasn't that the, at one point the, one of the first names for the uh, Van Halen, I believe, and then... David Lee was the guy going, you guys should call it Van Halen. Am I crazy? Am I babbling? I probably am. All right, let's um, thank you to everybody in the great state of Texas um, that have, that has, uh, you know, gone out and bought tickets. Um, I cannot fucking wait to do these shows. I've been having some of the best shows of my career out here in L.A. Uh, something happened when I did those Chappelle show gigs. Chappelle show, the Dave Chappelle uh, summer camp gigs where I went out there and I don't know, there was no cameras. It just felt like doing the way stand up was before all of these these crazy women tried to destroy it. (laughs) 
I'm not saying women are crazy, but they were crazy people who happened to be women and really weren't that funny, started telling comics what they should fucking do. And, and this went back to, it reminded me of doing stand-up before the internet, where it was just like, whatever happened, happened in that room, and that was it. And it was a special thing, and the show was over, and then that was fucking it. There was no, I, and I, I hadn't realized how much over the last five years that as I was doing my act, I was like sort of metaphorically looking over my shoulder and, and hating that I was doing it, but I couldn't get that thought out of my head. Like is, you know, is this going to offend? Is somebody going to, huh? you know, I don't know. And then the worst thing ever watching other comedians attack other fucking comedians it's just, I don't know, that it's just it became the red scare where fucking actors were ratting out other actors to fucking, it's, it was just fucking horrible. So hopefully that's over. But um, anyway, so thanks to Dave Chappelle for those three days of gigs. It, it fucking cleared my mind. And I've been doing stand-up that way ever since. And uh, I've been having more goddamn fun saying crazy shit. And just having a good time. So uh, what better place to go out and go try some new shit than Texas? Um, I mean, Texas, even if you bomb, the state's so big, it takes three days for the whole state to know what happened by then you left. Uh, what about the Internet? Oh, that's some liberal shit. Um, you get me a fucking one of the messenger crows. All right, me undies. Gonna do a little advertising here, everybody. Oh, look who it is. What it did, did me undies, me undies. Fucking shit in your pants on Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, God. Me undies, me undies. Why did I go into that way? Nothing fucking rhymes with that. I, you know why? Because at the beginning of the song, I was trying to remember did I already talk about Thanksgiving? And yes, I did it with my lovely wife, the lovely me. I forgot. So let me try it again. All right, take two. Everybody all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Bill, do you need a break? No, I'm fine. Just roll the fucking tape. All right. Boo-doo-doo-doo. Me undies, me undies. Rooting for my football team. Do-do-do-do. Me undies, me undies. Win the rest of the way is the dream. And Buffalo loses, so everyone cries. They have some chicken wings, including some thighs, because they lose again. And my pats go on to knock off the fucking Chiefs and the Seahawks. And win number seven. Hey, I can dream big. All right, all right. MeUndies, everybody. The holidays, dooby-dooby-doo, can be the most stressful time of the year. If only there were some bearded man with a bottomless bag of everything you need to cross off that list. Thankfully, our friends at MeUndies have the next best festive thing. MeUndies curated a list of the stuff your friends really want this year so you can soften the holiday stress. What's the saying? Work softer, not harder. Is that a saying? I've never heard of that. Uh, their micro modal is not only super soft, but breathable, light, and impossibly cozy. Ah, uh, fuck. I was going to name my next special that. Bill Burr, impossibly cozy. Um, it's everything you need to have a stress-free and comfortable holiday. Give someone me time. Oh, gift some me time, sorry, with me undies, sustainable soft undies, PJ sets, slippers and more uh different prints colors styles whatever the fuck you need they got it you can also gift a membership with a me undies gift card 
Their membership is a subscription that sends new pairs right to their doors. Let me tell you something. Nothing impresses the ladies like having a nice, you know, everybody can flash a fucking platinum uh, American Express card. When you bust out the fucking my, my me undies, fucking what is it called? The me undies uh, gift card. I'll forget it. They're like, this guy likes to snuggle. Um, <laughs> um, oh, speaking of women, huh? How'd you guys do this year? Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's always the chance to go right all the wrongs. Go back and cross the T's and dot the I's. Ladies and gentlemen, go back and find the one that slipped away after a couple of Bud Lights at the local tavern there. Uh, but not this year. The old COVID cock block kicked in. All right. Their membership is a subscription that sends new pairs right to the door. So they never have to run out of undies again. With site-wide savings and exclusive sales, they automatically play, pay less for well. Well, for well, everything. I love when they even try to make it conversational so I won't fuck it up and then I still do. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. My listeners. Nobody yet. Well, probably other people, but I'm going to act like it's just me. For the first time, for first time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions, no shit. Uh, to, get, to get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies, M E U N D I E S dot com slash Burr, B U R R. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Hey, Paisan, how you doing? Eh? Grazie, prego. My bookie, everybody, get the fuck out of here. My bookie's back. I hope you guys feasted on my bookie turkey day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. You can buy a used grandfather clock for that kind of money. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, playoffs, we know who the teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, uh, it sounded a little creepy, playing with my bookie for years, uh, this is, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game, game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boost a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. I'm picturing you under your comforter while your wife's sleeping. It's glowing. What are you doing under there? Oh, reading? Come on, you six! Um, make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple, just like you. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, there's nothing smart about this. Uh, you put in 200 bucks, they'll match you with another 100 bucks in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie. How the fuck you doing? So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. 
All right, what do we got? We got we got two more here. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Look who it is. Come on in. Come on in and grab a seat and sit down. It's all zip. You know, businesses have had to be flexible this year, just like the who are up the street. From working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. That's what she said. Uh, share some of your own examples on the following. Restaurants are moving their dining outdoors and adding takeout and catering. Uh, oh, I show up without a mask and be like, but my freedom says I should be able to eat that hot dog inside. Um, some cons- consumers package uh, goods companies have shifted to focus more on surface cleaners or personal hygiene products. Major retailers are now selling face masks. Um, am I nuts? Those cloth ones never seem to fit your fucking face. They're never quite big enough. I mean, I know I got a big squash here, people, but Jesus Christ. And then you throw them in the wash one time, it comes out. It's like, was this built for a fucking toddler? Um, all right. If you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have made your job even more, more challenging, Sorry, especially if you have to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there's one place you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier. It's all zip. .com slash burr. When you post a job on Zip, it gets sent to over 100 top job boards with one clip. Click. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder. Four to five employees who post on Zip get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself right now. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. Take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Go to Zip.com slash Burr. All right, last one, everybody. Oh, look who it is. Look who it is. It's uh, Helix, everybody. Helix. I finally got the pronunciation down. Helix. Not Helix. Helix. Uh, Look, look, I know some of you are sleeping on saggy old mattresses at night, and you deserve better than that. Give yourself an upgrade with Helix Sleep. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from, soft, medium, and firm. Just take their quick two-minute quiz online, and they'll match you with the mattress that's perfect for your body type and sleep preferences. My friends love their Helix mattresses. The best part, they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But trust me, you will. Gross. Uh, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. That's up to $200 off and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash burr. All right, then. All righty. Let's get into the questions for the week. All right. What do we got here? What are we looking at? How, how much time have I done here? What do I got left? 39 minutes. Jesus Christ. Time is flying when you're screaming the F word. Um, weight loss. Hey, hey, Bill Bugnish. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, I just want to say that I started working on my weight after seeing your bit on the Walk Your Way Out special about fat fucks. 
Not only was it super funny, but it was also became motivational. I started at 400 pounds. Jesus Christ, you were a big dude. And I've managed to lose over 150 pounds. That's fucking amazing. I started at a 56 waistline, and I got it down to a 38, and I am certain to be a 36 by my birthday and a 34 by spring. I hope you see this. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Because you know what? I put on a few. I put on a few. You know, I had a few stressful things. I got on the other side of it. And then, uh, you know, I started eating like an ass. You know what it was? Is I made pumpkin bread for, um, for Halloween. All right? Because I like the holidays. I like getting together with people and just being thankful. And, uh, you know, I ate most of it, you know. I usually make a couple of loaves and then I hand them out to people. But with this whole fucking pandemic shit, you know, I just don't see as many people. So instead of having one loaf, we had two. My family was sick of it after the first loaf. And I sort of plowed through the second one. And I just haven't recovered. You know, I just started eating sweets and shit. I've just been fucking up. So I'm going to try when I'm in Texas. I'm going to bring gloves and a fucking mask. And I'll see if they have a hotel gym because I need an elliptical like you read about. Now, I would go on a hike in Dallas. But as far as I know, other than that grassy knoll that they have downtown, it's all pretty much flat land. So can you guys let me know where's a good place to go for a hike where I can be outside, you know, amongst the locals, not wearing masks because the virus is afraid of Texas. Tell me where I can go. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Or or ma'am, whoever did it. God bless you, dude, or ma'am, person, they, whatever I'm supposed to say. That's fucking great. All right. Name, names, please. Dear Billy, for the people, thank you for all your great work. I'll cut right to it. You've consistently been saying, listen to the scientists. The problem is, is you don't ever cite any scientists by name. Oh, the CDC. I say it all the time. The Center for Disease Control. Also, you blame the few people who don't wear masks for locking down the whole economy. Yes, you did. It's not few people. It's literally half the fucking population. And it's going on out here. I like how he goes, yes, you did. Like I said, no, I didn't. Yeah, I am blaming them. I'm 100% blaming them because now they're all going to fucking turn around and blame the government. Like, you were supposed to solve this while I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. Where? Uh, There was never going to be less than 1% infected. Um, How do you know that? Now, where are you getting your stats from? How are you still just going along saying, listen to the scientists when there's tons of doctors who are saying this isn't going away? Yet it gets to the why. Why? First of all, they're going to have like a uh, some sort of shot that they can give you by January. Um. But this is what I love is you're not a doctor and I'm not a doctor. And I'm literally listening to the Center for Disease Control. This is what they do. There's tons of doctors. There's a lot of doctors that, you know, who are like fucking, you know, dentists and proctologists. And they'll have a fucking opinion on how to control a virus. But this is not their field. Okay. If somebody just paints cars, you don't want to rebuild your engine. That's not what this person does. So I would, I would then, you got you to gotta really, this is actually a great email because you have to be able to sift through all of this. Well, what kind of doctor is this person? Okay, all I can go by is what the people that, that are, are, have been put in place and been trained to fight something like this are saying. I'm not gonna listen to a podcast listener 
who goes on the Internet and finds, air quote, doctors. You know who else hired a scientist? Uh, Jim Ursay to invest the New England Patriots. Turns out he wasn't even a scientist. So you really got to be careful. Anyways, tons of exclamation, uh, all in capital. Doctors are saying that early detection facilities uh, should not be something people are scared of. Um, celebrity brats. Oh, I love how they always blame celebrities for shit. As opposed to what? All the mature, non-famous people on the internet? How nice you guys all are? Get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of the fucking, the, 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 uh, the building up of Joe's six-pack. Oh, you mean that fucking racist cunt? Um, yeah, he puts his pants on one leg at a time. Yeah, on the way to his fucking clan meeting. Get the fuck out of here. All right, celebrity brats and hypocritical politicians saying, don't gather with your family for Thanksgiving. They can fuck off. <laughs> this is just, this is one of the most epically selfish fucking times. Uh, listening to these elitists with absolutely no concern for real people is a sickness. Um, if you're just going to gather and not listen to these people, don't you just have no concern for real people? And who are you to say who's real? Because somebody has a TV show means they're not real. Because somebody has a little bit of money. They're not real anymore. And yes, they are elite. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, you fucking dope. You fucking National Enquirer reading, fucking mouth breathing dope. Go get mad at the guy on My Two Dads, you dumb fuck. Jesus Christ. You're like somebody who like fucking probably thinks there's a difference between a Republican and a fucking Democrat, right? Fucking dumb cunts. All right, let's let's do the let's do the usual thing. Let's just make fun of the obvious. When you watch football, let me guess, you just blame the quarterback, right? Um, you fucking ball washer. Um, watcher, sorry. Um, and yes, they are elite. They have money, a voice, and unconditional support from droning mouth breathers. Oh God, dude, are you fucking? You don't even know what you're talking about. Let me go to my Twitter feed right now and just read you all the hate that I get. You should see they they posted something. On, on my, my All Things Comedy posted something. Hey, you know, here's Bill at the Troubadour. And somebody just like, like took the time to write three paragraphs about how unfunny I am, how ever since I got married, I'm not funny and I have kids. I'm not funny anymore. I don't have time to watch games. Just trashed me. Trashed me. Most of my conversations I have with people in this business is right after they put something out, everybody says the same thing. Do not go online. Don't go online. You did a good job. Don't read what those people have to say. It is fucking brutal. But of course, you know, it's just, you know, we're all hanging out courtside at a Lakers game, right? Drinking baby blood. Is that what we're doing? <clears throat> Anyways, people pile on. Who would have thought I'd ever stick up for Hollywood? Um, people pile on and agree with them because they feel part of a group. Ah, oh, dude, you know what? I, I have to respect your broad brush. I paint with one all the time. And, I, and you were doing a great job with this canvas. Stop blindly saying, listen to scientists. Fuck you. Listen to scientists without pointing at the CDC in a direction besides the fucking, the fucking CDC. <laughs> What's wrong with the Center for Dis- D- Disease Control? Which is just an extension of the financial slash political system making the decision. Okay, so what am I supposed to do? Go into the corporate world? With that fucking shit that they put out, what the fuck, uh, uh, that, that killed Prince and everybody else? Those, those people? Hey, here's a, here's a cure for a headache. If you have suicidal thoughts, diarrhea, and you accidentally stab your cat, contact your local physician. Is that the scientist I'm supposed to listen to? 
Anyways, just like the presidents with no military experience making war decisions, the CDC has lawyers making decisions for them. For the love of God, please restore a healthy amount of questioning the official narrative to your process here. Yeah, you know what I should do? I should listen to people who drive around in trucks saying, fuck your feelings, I'm not wearing a mask. That's who I'm supposed to listen to? Obviously, this is a new disease. This is the thing. If everybody just fucking wore their goddamn mask and did what the CDC told you to fucking do, we all could have rode this fucking thing out, would not have had second, third, and fourth fucking waves, and now we just got to wait for these guys to come up with some sort of cure or some, or, or, or I don't know what. But to just, to turn a blind eye to people who just openly just disregarded all of that shit, right up to that dumb orange-headed fucking moron who caused an outbreak in the fucking White House from not listening to the CDC. I mean, I just don't know how, I mean, listen, I'm not excited about Joe Biden. I'm really not, but at least the fucking idiot's wearing a mask over his facelift. Who gets a facelift at 80? It worked. It worked. He got 71 million point two votes. Um, Masks work, lockdowns don't. All right, this is the broad brush crew here. Hey, Bill, 21-year-old London stoner. Uh, Stoner air geezer, call me a geezer, right. Saw you in London at the Royal Albert Hall. It was fucking hilarious, mate. When you called Bill Clinton the first male first lady, I almost shat myself. Uh, Okay. I agree with you completely about wearing masks. I wear one. I also encourage people to do two. Well, that's good. However, I do not think that people not wearing them is the reason for our government is the reason our governments have decided to lock down for a second time. I'm not sure what's going on uh, in the whole of America, but here we've gone back into national lockdown. Uh, Now that we know the average age of death of Corona is above the average age of death. Okay, now where did you get that stat? I'm just supposed to believe that? Because some 21-year-old kid told me this shit? This is what gets crazy. Uh, It really doesn't make sense to destroy our economies for a second time. All right, let me ask you this. Like, if people just did what they said to do, I don't think that they have to lock it down again. Although I do love a conspiracy theory. So if you're telling me that the Ponzi schemes, that all the, uh, the, the, the strongest currencies, I mean, I don't know anything about those. I just know ours, we've been off, you know, we just print money over here. I don't know what the fuck is going on. You hand it to somebody and then they give you some goods and you go, all right, I guess it still works, right? That's what's going on over here. Now, in my heart of hearts, they might use this as a way to, I don't know, I don't know, do what? I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know how to reset a fucking economy. I don't know how you would do that. But um, I do know this is like people have been astoundingly fucking selfish during all of this shit. And um, including people I know, like, well, oh God, I hate these fucking masks. I mean, I just can't believe like what fucking pussies people are. You just can't put on a fucking mask. Like, like that's, that's your biggest hardship, you know? And then you get fucking pissed when they're going to lock it down again because there's another fucking breakout. And, and all you see is that the government's a bunch of fucking idiots and greedy sons of bitches and all that. And I would never argue that, but you, you know, you also have to come around. Do you remember earlier? I'm going to pat myself on the back here. All right. Why not? Um, I said there was two bad calls in that Patriots game and one went against us and the other one helped us out. Okay. And I really think if you're going to be fucking open-minded about this shit, you can't just hold um, the government responsible for these fucking lockdowns. 
I mean, people just going around going, hey, I'm young. It really doesn't affect young people. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to a party. Uh, I'm going to fucking go hang out with 20 other people on jet skis in the middle of a fucking lake. I mean, Joe Biden won, so we're all going to go run around and have our big liberal party and fucking, you know, not wear masks. They, they are just as much to blame. How about, how about we do that? How about we just say that? Um, does that work? I don't know. Jesus Christ, did you guys see that fucking F1 crash? Holy fucking shit. How did that guy survive? I mean, his car literally looked like it was sitting on a fucking smoker for 12 hours. Um, anyways, people, don't get mad at me. I, I'm just, I don't have any fucking answers. Okay, this, this podcast was never about getting proper information. Okay, and like, I've always been the person sort of going like, I think this is bullshit. I think that is bullshit. Until it came time for this thing. This was just a, a thing that just took over everywhere. And um, I don't know. To say that this is some big conspiracy to reset the money, then if that is the case, then all countries would be on board? Is that how it would work? I mean, go ahead. Tell me. I'm, I'm up for it. Anyways, let's just continue here. Anyways, now that um, local businesses are closing everywhere and all I keep seeing is more McDonald's and kfc advertisement uh costa and fucking starbucks i reckon these cunts are gonna have gone and paid for another lockdown to kill all the ma and pa shops off well i think you're giving starbucks and mcdonald's a little bit too much credit for the amount of power that they have um i mean i'm open to a conspiracy theory as what to why they would lock it down again but like you know, listen, if you're wearing a fucking mask and you're doing what they're saying and you're still getting fucked, I'll listen to you complain. But if you're driving around like I don't give a fuck and I'm, I'm living for myself, then I, I really don't give a shit what your opinion is personally. All right. All right. P.S. Who's your favorite British comedian? Oh, fuck. You know, I don't I don't I don't know that scene well enough. To be honest with you. Um. Because I always seem to go over there and I just do my show and then I leave. I've never been able, to, I've never even been in the comedy store. Like, I don't even know who, I don't even know who's who over there, to be honest with you. But I know there's a bunch of funny people. Uh, there was one guy that I saw, of course, I can't remember his fucking name now. I had this really long, crazy, dark bit that I just thought was absolutely brilliant. There's amazing people in Scotland and England and, uh, England, Ireland, the whole area over there. I mean, I know like the, I know the Kings over there, you know, the Tommy Turnins and that type of shit. Obviously I love all of those guys. Um, Billy Conley. But as far as like the newer, the kids, I have no idea. I'm out of the fucking loop. I'm trying to keep up over here. So why don't you send me some people and I'll check them out. Anyways, thanks for the comedy, the podcast, and the inspiration. God bless Boston for giving us the two best bald podcasters on the planet. <laughs> All right. Sleep, sex, and other activities. All right. Hey, Billy. Um, Long-time listener and first-time writer. I recently heard you talk about three-year-old episode. I recently heard about your three-year-old episode regarding sleep, sex, and I wanted to write you. I don't even remember that. Three years ago, I, I talked about sleep. What is sleep sex? A couple years ago, I found out I too have that issue. 
Sleep sex? You have sex while you're sleeping? When the fuck did I ever say I had that? I got to look this up. I got to see what the fuck this is first. Sleep sex. You guys are fucking killing me. The shit that I search on my... Sleep sex. One sleep disorder you might not be familiar with is sleep sex or sexomnia. Sexomnia, like sleepwalking, is a type of parasomnia. What in the fucking love of God is this? So you're asleep and you're fucking something? Parasomnia is the result of your brain being caught between sleep stages. This in-between phase may make you act like you're awake when you're still asleep. Oh, Jesus Christ. People with sexomnia experience sleep-related sexual behavior. These behaviors range from, from masturbation to sexual intercourse. Treatment for underlying sleep disorder or behavioral issues may treat sleep sex to what in the fuck? Symptoms. You're waking up with jizz on the front of your pajamas. You don't know how it got there. Uh, sexomnia is a different. I don't want to read about this. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, obviously, I must have been. I was talking about this. I, I never suffered from this. How do you know, Bill? You were asleep. Good point. Good point. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden with the mask on and his CIA fucking aviators getting ready to fucking go after Iran. Uh, A couple of years ago, I found out I, too, have that issue. And I found out because I had started dating my girlfriend and she would often mention how great last night was. And I'll have no recollection of what she's talking about. Oh, my God, dude, you got like a Billy Valentine. This is like the nutty professor. At first, I was hesitant to talk about it, but as I became, it became more frequent, I started asking more details. She would mention I lasted far longer than usual, and the sex was rougher than average, too, but she claims to have enjoyed it. Dude, you got a demon in you, man. I think you might need a priest. Uh, the, the power of price compels you. Suck it, bitch. Uh, so one day, I decided to admit to her that I had no recollection of any of these encounters and such activities she has, men- she has mentioned and didn't know what to tell her about it. At first, she did not take me seriously and simply refused, but then she came back with some medical-related research and we sat down to talk about it as it is a legit thing people go through slash suffer from. Holy shit. And dude, post Me Too and all of this stuff, what in the f- What if your girlfriend does that and you think she's awake and you banged her? Oh, my God. Then what happens? Then what is that? All right, guys, you got you to bring a, a cold bucket of water in with you into the bedroom. And in the middle of the night, your girlfriend reaches over and grabs your dick. You got to dump it over her head. And she'll get mad and everything. But, you know, afterwards, if she still wants to fuck, you know that she's awake. And that's really her. All right? There you go. See? You know what that is? You know what that is? Huh? That is... Come on, play it. Oh, why won't anything work on this fucking computer? And I'm ah, that's, there we go. Off this melody From somebody, you fucking cunt. That's, it was supposed to do this. Come here. Come on. Why won't you work? It's time. Hey! Hey! That's me, and you should bring a cold bucket of water and dump it over her head before you fuck her. All right, um... Here we go. Needless to say, I was very, wait, I reached out to my, to my parents. Oh my God. You talked to them about that. I inquired 
them if I had any sleepwalking issues, and they reluctantly said yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They sounded worried and asked if something had happened. Oh, my God. Did you walk around with your dick in your hand while you were still living with your parents and they never said anything? Oh, Jesus. Now, that's a tough fucking... I bet they had arguments. It comes from your side of the family. How dare you put that on me? Uh, I did not tell them because our religion does not allow premarital sex. Uh, oh, good, good old religion. You know, anytime you want to stop the lines of communication, just bring, just bring in a hardcore religious person. Anyway, um, I did not tell them because our religion does not allow premarital sex or even sharing the same roof with another gender to live under. I just expressed that I was curious. They told me of times when I wanted to go grocery shopping in the middle of my sleep and a few other times when I would got up early, got ready for school at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. and just sat outside the house waiting for the bus to show up. Dude, that is fucking frightening. It's not as scary as this fucking dude from England. Good Lord, how about a little fucking hair gel? He looks like he just walked in from the outside, took off a knitted hat, and decided he was going to address the whole fucking nation. Um, anyway, they told me... Uh, they, they also mentioned situations as bizarre as me trying to fly a kite in the middle of the night. The list goes on. Some of the sleep stuff has been productive. Needless to say, I was very worried and decided I would sleep in a separate bedroom than my girlfriend and also installed cameras to see if I can catch myself doing things. Sure as hell, one day I woke up to find motion alert through the night. And and long behold, isn't it low and behold? I had caught myself trying to cook in the kitchen and proceeding to eat. There have been other harmless activities too, such as me unlocking and locking the doors Holy shit. But the ones that bother me the most, if getting to my girlfriend's bedroom and, of course, proceeding to have sex with her. I have, however, moved away. Now, wait a minute. Is your girlfriend helping you out with this? Because if you're dicking her down as, as, as the sleep guy, you know, I think you're putting her in a tough spot here. Um, I have, however, moved away to a different city for work this year and have managed to avoid this behavior. I don't think this sleep sex bothers my girlfriend. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. It's not like you're getting the job done. Uh, but other things will likely drive us apart. But that's a topic for another day. Anyway, hope you and your family stay safe and uninfected. Thank you for your time. Yeah, dude, I got to ask you, uh, you know, what are the... If there's a follow-up to this, like, what can people do if they suffer from this? I mean, that's terrifying. I can't imagine if you, like, if you, like, sleepwalk, like, legit sleepwalk to the point you're unlocking and unlocking shit. If you've got an apartment, like, a couple floors up, I mean, it could be a problem, right? Walk right off the balcony or the mock balcony. I love when they have, like, like the, the, the little fucking thing, like, it, it looks like a balcony, but it isn't. You can't even stand sideways on the fucking thing. It's like, what is, what is that for? Um, all right, dumb questions for employees. Lifeguard, dear Mr. Burr, I've been working and interacting with the public as a lifeguard on the beach for the last five years. The first four as my full-time gig. 
since you're on the big red chair and staring at the ocean, people look at you as the guy with all the answers. The beach I work at is a popular tourist destination, and I have heard some pretty dumb questions from these fat, pale Hawaiian shirt-wearing, socks and flip-flops, sneakers on the sand, mainlanders. But God bless these assholes because they can't swim for shit and provide me with a great job security. Here are my top five. All right, so you got new listeners here. These are uh, top five. You work with the public. Dumb questions that people ask you. Number one, where is the bridge going to go? Beach patron asked this while pointing at the pier, which was being repaired after some storm damage. Mind you, a pier leasing into the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, boy. Leasing, is that the word? Uh, number two. Uh, lady walked over from her and her husband's umbrella to ask me who trains the dolphins. I told her that the lifeguards get to work early for their training sessions. She turned to her husband and yelled, Honey, the lifeguards train the dolphins. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, they've been to. They must have had a season pass at SeaWorld. Never been to the beach. Uh, number three. This one needs no explanation. Uh, to do this job, do you have to be good at swimming? Jesus Christ. Number four. Top five dumb things to ask a lifeguard. Um, we're from Kansas and can't swim good. Should we get in? Jesus Christ! Not past your cankles, lady. Oh, this guy's got some jokes here. I like this guy. Um, this final question is the one I get most frequently. Uh, are there any sharks out there? Answer only big ones. The looks I get are so priceless. Sometimes I actually start laughing. Um, I'm never off duty and I just, and I must remind the listeners, if you're stuck in a rip current, swim parallel to the shore before swimming in and always swim near a lifeguard. Thanks for making my ride to work in solo sits on the tower fly by how do i register to the contrarian party for next election come to florida when the virus is out of the air and you won't get a tan line from your mask thanks and go fuck yourself you pasty bastard um uh you know that rip the rip tide rip current whatever they call it that fascinates me like how fucking frightening that is as you're getting pulled out into the ocean you're just supposed to be like oh okay the ocean seems to want me more than the land does right now, and I'm just going to relax, do a little side stroke. Um, the ocean scares the fucking shit out of me. I, I, I don't go in it. I have no plans to go in it. I just, you know, I've always maintained if, if there was one lobster without the rubber bands around its claws in somebody's pool, you'd be like, get that thing the fuck out of there or I'm not get, going in there. People go to the beach. Everything's in there. All right. It's 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 fucking crazy. I I I don't understand why people do that shit. But you know, God bless you. God bless you. Good luck with that. All right, butcher edition. Greetings from Oklahoma, you freckle face. Fuck up. I'm a meat cutter in a small town grocery store. That sounds great. Actually, sounds like a really good job. I'm reminded daily of the uh, failures of our school system. So, without further ado, here's the list. Um, I'm a meat cutter in a small town grocery store. Jesus Christ, dude. Like that is, you know, another life. 
another life. That's the fucking job I would do. You live in the middle of nowhere and there's not a lot of traffic. You know, you can ride to work with your arm hanging out the fucking window. You know how to hunt and fish, right? I, I don't know. That's very appealing to me. All right, number one. All right, top five dumb shit questions people have asked this poor bastard. He cuts their meat in a small town in Oklahoma. Uh, number one, is this a chicken? <laughs> Some jackass in sunglasses who must have been at least 40 years old didn't know what the whole bird looked like and needed me to confirm the, label it- the labeled item. I thought they taught this shit on the farm wheel. Oh, wow. Uh, number two, is this price right? A common question you would think. I once had a lady complain about the price of ground beef at $1.89 a pound. Pretty reasonable price around here. She then proceeded, uh, proceeded her grandson had been hit by a car and died yesterday and needed a lower, lowered price. How the fuck do you respond to that? Well, I know I would have said, well, why don't you go scrape them off the road? That fucking hamburger meat's free. Sorry. All right, number three. Uh, this will... Be- <laughs> Sorry. Number three, will this feed my family? Well, seeing from the sweat stains on your fat rolls, I'm going to say no. Every time I recommend they pick up more, they say, oh, we don't eat that much. Ah, the poor fat bastard. Uh, Number four, is there a manager I can talk to? Uh, This one depends on if I've shaved recently. I can explain something very simple. Example, why we're out of stock how to prepare something. In the grocery game, a beard demands respect. And if you got a mustache, you're golden. Who knew? I didn't know that. All right, number five. Uh, can you order this thing no one has ever heard of? What? Normally, it's some elderly folks longing for the grocery store from days gone by had a gentleman come in and ask, you have the hot links with the with the colored fella on them? Oh, boy. Them Mexican ones ain't worth a dog dick. Oh, I got to do the right accent. Yeah, you got them, uh, them hot links with the colored fella on them? Them Mexican ones ain't worth a dog dick. I didn't check, but I'm... Oh, this is him. I didn't check, but I'm pretty certain uh, they, canceled, they got canceled along with the Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. Wow. Yeah, that's old people for you. They know the old songs and the, uh, the old society. All right, casino security. All right, dear Billy Tangerine Ballbag. <laughs> I'm a 24-year-old paramedic in eastern Canada. First off, thank you for the st- stupidity every week. You're welcome. Uh, these times have been very stressful on us. Yeah, healthcare workers and your dumb rambling sure have helped me through a lot. You're welcome. Anyways... Enough jerking you off, and let's get down to brass tacks here. Before becoming a medic, I worked security in a casino for three years. God bless you. You probably still hear those fucking, what's that, ringing from the slots in your ears. Uh, Here are the top five stupidest comments or questions. All right, what do we got here? Number five, number five, number five. Um, We kicked out a guy for smoking inside the casino. Where I live, smoking inside a building has been illegal since 2004. He proceeded to lose his shit, screaming, I thought it was like Vegas here. I got to be honest with you. I thought you could smoke in casinos, too. 
This dude's thought it was Vegas rules in the casino because our slogan was a taste of Vegas. Oh. <laughs> I, okay. Out of all the ones that people have written in, that's the one I would have been like, yeah, I would have said the same thing. Can I smoke this cigar? I would have asked, though. You still have to ask about a cigar. Number four, there's a popular myth that casinos pump oxygen to keep people awake and to keep them playing. From my experience, this is absolute bullshit. Uh, anyway, this one guy was absolutely convinced that this was true. One night he walks up to me and said that he found proof that we're pumping oxygen. Being bored and looking for entertainment, I agreed to look for his evidence. He then proceeded to show me the AC unit. Oh, boy. Um, number three, where's the exit? To understand this one, Bill, you have to know that the security desk is just outside of these massive glass doors that overlooks the parking lot. Right on top of those doors is an exit sign. Uh, number two, uh, we once had this one guy who tried multiple times coming in with fake IDs. When I first interacted with him, he gave me an ID of someone I used to play hockey with when I was younger. I laughed and told him to cut the shit because I knew the guy in the ID. He then pr- proceeded to lose his shit and tried to argue with me that it was his ID. You don't understand. I know this guy. This isn't you. I laughed. He would not let it go until I offered to call the cops and have him, them sort it out. Jesus. The generate gambler or just like, I got to give it up to that guy for sticking with the lie. Uh, number one, we were told to kick this one guy out for using inappropriate language at one of the tables. Now, he didn't just say a good old fucker shit. The guy said the N-word multiple times. Oh, my God. When we asked him about it, he said it was all okay because his wife is black. I don't think it works like that, he said. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Anyway, hopefully you enjoy these. Keeps the laughs coming. And, of course, go fuck yourself. P.S. Don't feel bad. I don't know what the fuck a Joshua tree is. Okay, cool. All right, I got one for you. I'm trying to think way back in the day when I worked in a dental office. Top five dumb things people said. I'll have to think about it. The one that always, I used to do a joke about it, was this guy came in and the dentist was like, what's the problem? He goes, I got a toothache. And I was like, well, we'll take a look. And then he goes, doc, you know, I don't understand it. I mean, I brush my teeth almost every day. And my joke in my act was, great, do you, do you wipe your ass almost every time you take a shit? That was my joke. Um, And it was one of my first shit jokes. I figured I'd share it with you. All right. That is the podcast. I apologize to the mask guy questioning my scientist shit. I'm just so fucking sick of being locked down myself as well as you guys. And I'm so fucking sick of people getting mad at stupid shit like fucking celebrities. It's such a fucking low-hanging fruit. Oh, really? Do you really not want to hear what the Kardashians have to say about the pandemic? Of course you don't. Who gives a fuck? All right. They are diversionary tactics. Those are diversionary tactics to just get mad at, at these, these fucking idiots. Um, but at the same token, uh, you're not better than they are. They're not better than you and you're not better than them. Cause I will tell you right now, I have seen a lot of regular ass fucking Joe six pack people on, on Instagram and the social medias there who have completely disappeared into their fucking egos. Um, 
It's all fucking ego-based, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy fucking time. So anyways, I listen to the CDC. That's the group of scientists that I listen to. I'm wearing the fucking mask, whatever the fuck it is that they want me to do. And if they come up with some sort of cure of this thing, I'll be one of the first people in line. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what the side effects are. I don't care. I don't care. All right, go ahead. Fucking, you know, make me happy with my robot replacement. All right. I've had 52 wonderful years on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you from Dallas fucking Texas on Thursday.